Hey everyone, welcome to this week's release of the Hashrate Happy Hour podcast. On today's episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with the hobbyist miner, and man, did we have an absolutely awesome conversation. This was especially fun for me because the hobbyist miner and I had very similar starting points in our Bitcoin mining journeys, and we're actually currently in a very similar situation because we were both exploring how to scale our operations. This was a, a much needed episode where we explore how home mining is severely impacted by the utility rates and how there's really nobody sticking up for us in comparison to the large scale operations that are out there right now. You're really gonna wanna stick around to the end because we also then kick around and riff on what a rate structure could look like for the home miner, how that could actually get rolled out and what benefits that would have for the power company. Today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, the Texas Blockchain Council, a Bitcoin-first, nonprofit industry organization working to make Texas the jurisdiction of choice for Bitcoin mining and blockchain innovation. They will be hosting North America's premier policy conference for Bitcoin and the digital asset ecosystem on November 15th through the 17th in Fort Worth, Texas. For more information, please visit their website at texasblockchaincouncil.org. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Like I said in the introduction, I'm here with the hobbyist miner to talk about all things Bitcoin mining, crypto mining, home mining. Uh, man, I am so excited to get into this conversation because I think our origin story is very similar. So this, this <laughs> yep. one's going to be a lot of fun. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. This will be a good time. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you at Mining Disrupt a few weeks ago, and uh, it's kind of trickled down this avenue of uh, us collaborating more. So I'm excited to jump into it. Yeah, very excited. I, how was the rest of Mining Disrupt for you? You were busy. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was my first mining event. Uh, I'm newer to the scene, about three years under my belt. Uh, first mining conference event that I had been to and uh, super enjoyable. Got to meet a lot of these companies that I've interfaced with over the last three years, collaborated with, partnered with. So uh, it was a good time. But yes, very busy. I had my content creator hat on and uh, was just trying to ingest as much as I could. My goal of the event being there was very much a, I want to get some eyes on the floor so that people at home that couldn't make the event at least felt like they were there. I have to say you did just an absolute top-notch job too, because what I what I loved was how quick you could turn out your videos. <laughs> yeah. I, and I don't know if you even want to touch on the, no, the secret sure. sauce to how that happened, but I mean, yeah, yeah, it was fun because it was I saw you the one day and then there I was the next morning watching yep. your video. I was like, holy shit. There it is. <laughs> yeah, it, I wasn't grinding. Uh, you know, there was a certain amount. My goal was very much like uh, what I did was I planned ahead um, and I had uh, I have a thumbnail editor who does all my thumbnails for my YouTube content. So he kind of knew what was going on. So he kind of created some templates for what we'd use. Uh, and then I was just taking pictures at the event to incorporate into the thumbnail. So that was an easy one. Kept him in the loop throughout the day. And then on the editing side, this was the first time I hired an editor, someone I knew uh, within the crypto scene, which worked out well. It's always the best thing is to find yeah. someone who understands the, the uh, actual context. And uh, he actually was located in Australia. So I would finish up and get everything to him about six, seven, eight or nine o'clock at night Eastern time. And he'd be just getting up for the day. So it was perfect. He'd fit it into his schedule. And by the time I woke up the next morning, it was edited and uploaded to my channel. And then I would clean it all up, add the thumbnail, add all the details, 
uh, all the SEM and then uh, release it out there that next morning. So it was it was a lot of fun. I think my biggest struggle was just finding fast enough Internet because I was recording everything in 4K. So it was like, yeah. man, I need. Yeah. Yeah. So I traveled to a few places, visited a few Airbnbs that I knew people were at and took advantage of their Internet to get by. Yeah. yeah. Hey, can I come over and use your, yeah. your wife? That's 100 percent. 100 percent. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Well, let's uh, what I what I like to do with with all the the guests on the show is is kind of a a walk through the background and then like what led you to to Bitcoin crypto mining. So maybe just like give us some background and and what led you into the world of crypto Bitcoin mining. Sure. So um, go back a few years ago. I feel like that's how everyone's story starts. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Like, I feel like it was 18, maybe 19, maybe 17, somewhere in there. But um, I had, uh, I'm in the tech field uh, traditionally, and uh, I had stumbled across a website called MinerGate. A lot of people are familiar with it. Pretty much it's a platform. It was like the early days where, um, for a lot of these platforms, where you could set up a machine, uh, computer, um, on MinerGate, hit mine, and it would look at all your resources and then figure out what the best thing to mine at that moment was. And then it would pivot hmm. to the next thing and pivot to the next thing. So you would end up having a, a wallet on their side or a dashboard on their side with boatloads of different cryptocurrencies, Ton tons of them that don't even exist today of those projects, some that do. Um, and uh, so I kind of found this rabbit hole in the tech space. It was a simple started up with Windows. So I ended up buying up about 20 to 25 different computers, plugged them in in a basement, ran them. And uh, I got like six months into it, kind of that beginner's avenue. It was like, oh, this isn't making anything. I'm out of here type of deal. And that was, you know, oh. that was before the last bull run and everything. Um, and uh, that kind of introduced me to crypto a little bit, but I wasn't doing anything. Like all, all of those coins just sat on this platform in my account and didn't do anything with it. So then jump ahead a few years um, to 21. Uh, at the height of the bull run, I remember coming in around February uh, and it was a coming in as a content creator. Like that was my goal. Content creator oh, okay. in the crypto space. So content creation was the primary. The subject matter was crypto mining. Uh, and I just kind of started. I remember February 5th was my first video I put out. And it was like a friend of mine gave me a mining frame, a mining motherboard and some risers. And I created a video on just that. It was like, here's what I have. And it worked out beautifully because I knew nothing. And that's how I presented it to my audience. I'm like, I don't know anything, but I'm going to figure it out as I go and I'll share my yeah. uh, story. So that's kind of how I got started. Uh, that That's fantastic. And I mean, what a what a different entry point. Yeah. And that, so that, that's the biggest reason I like to ask to start there because everyone's so different and everyone's coming at it from such different angles. And that's, that's cool. Um, yes. Okay. So content was, was primary and mining was secondary. Yep. And so I'm curious, once you did start with the mining, did you start to have, was there ever a moment where it was like, Ooh, actually, you know, th this is kind of cool. And here's how you can start to monetize this aspect of it. Was there, was there some of that that started to happen? Yeah. So um, I, I it was like perfect timing for me. Um, you know, most people know that when you are a content creator on YouTube or other platforms, it's very rare for you to be successful. You know, uh, very few people 
become successful. And, and I've dabbled in content creation in the past with other industries and it just never, you know, took off. So when I came in, it was, uh, right before Elon Musk and the whole Dogecoin pump and push and stuff. So, uh, it, the timing was incredible because everybody and their brother was looking up crypto mining, cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. Dogecoin, Bitcoin, everything. And then you got this guy over here. That's like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to kind of share my journey with you to hopefully you learn and people ate that up. And so my first three months, uh, I was making uh, a, a video of some kind on my iPhone five days a week. And it was just like, here's what I'm doing. Point and click. I wasn't even showing my face. Then it was just a, you know, walking around, oh, wow, talking, yeah. doing stuff. And three months in, uh, I hit 5,000 subscribers on YouTube, which was incredible for me, uh, as I never had that type of success on YouTube before. And uh, it just took off from there. So it was super surprising. And that's kind of when it started to go like, wow, there's something here. Like, yeah. I, I can continue doing this. It started to become uh, lucrative. You can monetize at a thousand subs on YouTube. So I was starting to make some money per month. And the views were insane because, um, I mean, if you go back and look on Google trends, like everybody and their brother was searching for that. Every, you could plug in anything. It was profitable. Yeah. So it was, it was a little, um, you know, it, it, it kind of, it, I saw the light very quickly and then I got hooked very quickly once I started mining as well. Yeah. And, and so you, you mentioned kind of that first setup was like a GPU rig. Yeah. What, what were some of the first projects you were mining? Maybe talk through like, sure. what did you start with? What'd you cut your teeth on? Yeah. So, uh, people are going to laugh a little bit, but, um, I, so I had that mining motherboard, didn't even know what I had. Uh, and then I had this B250, uh, motherboard in there too, which is a pretty decent motherboard because of the amount of GPUs it could handle. And I had those risers. And so I like got it set up and I really didn't know what I'm doing. To be honest, I watched a lot of other content creators to learn. And I was like, all right, I want to buy some really, really cheap graphics cards, two of them that just to figure out, like, do I, can I even mine? Like, will this mm -hmm. even work? And so I bought two MSI um, 970s. Uh, they're four gigabytes. And then I think they were like a hundred bucks each. And I bought them and uh, recorded like my first, second video with them. Uh, installing them was like the first video. Second video was like mining Ravencoin on them. Um, at that point with a uh, Kapow algorithm. And I literally mined with them for like two weeks. And then I sold them okay. for double the price. Like <laughs> oh, I was like, all right, yeah. I want better. And the market yeah. was just like booming. Like you could list anything and it would be gone in seconds. And this was, you know, during the time period before like LHR and graphics cards came out. And before this was like when it was hard to find graphics cards and the prices were through the roof, especially for used ones. So um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how I jumped in and kind of that first taste. Uh, I think Ravencoin. Car yeah, yeah, Carter Bitsby Trippin says it best where it's like when you're trying to get friends of yours or other people into crypto, the moment a mining rig or an ASIC mines something and it hits your wallet for the first time, you're sold. You're, 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 you're hooked. hooked. You're hooked 100%. He always, every interview I've done and chatted with him, he always makes that comparison because it's, it is 100% accurate. Oh yeah, I mean it was one of the biggest selling points for my wife. I yeah. uh like I I so I didn't personally, I didn't have the like the know-how mm -hmm. to to set up a, a GPU mining yeah. rig. Um so I went straight to ASICs. Good I, for I jumped you. in Bold. and bought yeah, <laughs> well, it's just so easy. 
Oh, it I is. Mean, it is. Yep. Buy the box, plug the box in, yep. sign into the IP. Like it, it, it couldn't get easier. But the selling point for me was my wife thought I lost my mind. She's like, you're going to buy what? <laughs> yep. I get, you're it. Gonna I get it. You're going to mine. What does mining mean? I was like, that's ah, sorry. It's a terrible. It's an actually, it's a terrible description of what yep. the hell's going on yep. here. But as soon as she started to see BTC deposited into our wallet, oh, okay. So this mm-hmm. is kind of like a, like a rental, like yeah. a like a yep. multifamily rental unit. Like it's it just pays us out on the schedule that we set it. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool, uh, you know, for myself mostly. But then it was cool to see it kind of click for her. It was like, oh, so yeah. it's just gonna drop money into her. Our wallet, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, jumping ahead, like that's one of the the better feelings now, like especially during a bear market. And I know we're jumping ahead here a little bit, but seeing that Bitcoin hit your wallet every day now, multiple times a day, it's like, oh, this is cool. Like that, it's not just like once every few weeks; it's like a few times a day now. So it's been mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, it was. So you you moved into Asics as well, right? So maybe maybe just kind of like sure map out your your setup yeah right now like what where, where are you at currently yeah so uh pretty quickly you know mine did my basement uh it's an unfinished basement um decent amount of gpus there stayed with gpus at that point in time um asics were so out of reach you know like 15 16 17 grand as a home miner it just it wasn't obtainable it didn't make sense uh and i was in the the bull market so um at that point, I started to get into a few little mini ASICs from like Gold Shell and stuff like that. You know, traditional home miners, um, Ipolos, things like that. And I decided to refinish my basement. And at that same time, I actually went from the basement into a grow tent. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, a grow tent, imagine uh, it's pretty much like a tent, a thicker tent canvas material that a lot of people use for like uh, hydroponic Um uh, out there. AC Infinity is a big company that makes them. So mm-hmm. um, if you're growing all different types of things, marijuana, or if you're growing um, vegetables or whatever you're doing in your house, you would use this, keeps the humidity. Uh, so I, w- I took those and I ended up putting GPUs in those and pulling an intake from one window and exhausting it out the other into this tent. And it got by for a little while, but I outgrew it quickly because I was in like expansion mode, grow faster, faster. Yeah. Um, and then I built a mining room in my basement when I was redoing my basement, uh, had uh, about 6,000 CFM coming into it, 6,000 CFM going out of it, um, uh, 30 amp, 240 volt power in there, monitoring everything. And I grew out, grew, I could quickly grew, outgrew that. Just too much heat, couldn't handle it. Uh, I, I needed to refine it and uh, jump back. And I wasn't quite into ASICs yet, like full size ASICs or mid size ASICs. So jump back a year ago, about a year and a month ago. And that's when I think I really like took that step. And I decided to build a crypto mining shed in my backyard. Um, and it was a smaller shed. It's like eight by seven, nothing crazy. But uh, I took everything I learned and all the mistakes I made. And it's all on YouTube if you're interested. <laughs> and uh, one wall of this small skinny shed is literally all intake with filters and everything. And the opposite wall is all uh, high CFM exhaust from AC Infinity. And I built a wind tunnel, a small wind tunnel. And it was one of my best ideas. If I'm going to pick victories, best ideas, getting mining out of your house, the noise, the heat, um, all of that out of my house was was a huge move for me. And that's when it allowed me to go from GPUs to ASICs. 
So then I started to go into full-size ASICs um, and all different projects out there. Uh, and that's worked out really, really well. And I'm actually in the process in the next two weeks of launching my second shed, not on my property, uh, my electrician's property, you know, became buddy, buddy with him. Uh, and that's a all 12 right. by, and that's a 12 by 12 shed. Um, and that will be fully ASICs. Uh, so that's a quick catch up of like my journey over the last, you know, two years, two and a half years. I appreciate it. And, you know, so a, a big focus on the the podcast is, you know, on the power side of yeah. things, I'd be curious, were you, was there any conversation with the power company mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe like at what point did you say, huh, this, this power rate you know, I could probably find it a little bit better or talk to the, the power cut. Like, was there that Genesis in there as, as you were going through this? Yeah. So going back when I first got started, you, you kind of looked the other way. Uh, now, granted, it was in the, the bull run. So, so, I mean, Ethereum was incredibly profitable then uh, as a GPU miner and the price of electricity, I call it price gouging. Price gouging didn't exist like it did today. Uh, you know, your electric rates were more traditional around 10 cents then when I started so it wasn't something I was focused on, I'll be honest with you, until I started to get more and more hardware. And then it was like, mm-hmm. all right, this electric bill is really stacking up. Um, so uh, as a home miner, you know, you're limited. Now in Pennsylvania, the nice thing is, uh, and those of you guys that are in the uh, NPA, you actually, there's two sides of your electric bill, a distribution side and a supply side. Your distribution side is, is for me, it's PPL. Uh, I can't change that. That's who I'm locked in with. That, that's who the one that are providing that to me. Um, and that one's always been lower. It's been uh, like four and a half cents, which has been great. But don't get too Whoa. excited yet because you still have another yeah, side okay, of your electric yeah. bill. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. everybody needs to get their hands in the cookie jar. So the other side of the electric bill traditionally is that same company. And that's the supply side. And uh, that was always, you know, more like... Uh, you know, and so when I started to look at it in Pennsylvania, one of the nice things that has been done through legislation is that you can rate shop your supply. Think of it as like mm. the last mile. That's pretty much like the last mile carrier if you're thinking like internet services, things like that. So there's a lot of companies in Pennsylvania and go back two and a half years ago, there was a boatload of them out there that, you know, crypto miners didn't exist. So it was the avenue of being able to, okay, what, what options? And at that point, when I started to look at my electric bill, and that was really when it was around $300, $400 a month. So we're not talking about a ton, but a decent amount as a home miner uh, that I found uh, a company called uh, WGL. Um, and it was just a reseller is all it was. And they had this plan out there that they offered for that supply side that was unlimited which is like, wait, what? Uh, yeah, it was an unlimited yeah. plan. They call these subscription <laughs> plans. And what they would do is they'd look at your 12 month history and they'd give you a price. Well, they didn't really look at my 12 month history. They just kind of gave me a flat price the day on the phone when I was talking with them. Uh, there's a website called PA Power Switch uh, that you can go on, put in all your info and it gives you all these companies and uh, who you talk to. You can even do it now right through those websites. You don't even have to talk to anybody. Wow. Uh, but uh got set up with them and it was for $59 a month. So on the left side of my bill, it wasn't an electric rate. It was a set price. So I was going to say it's flat, doesn't scale yep, with your It doesn't scale. So the left side is a <laughs> locked in 59 bucks and on the right side was four and a half cents. So I was singing. I was like, this is awesome. And that carried me through my first year of mining and uh, which 
it, it kind of, uh, I was kind of blinded to reality that like electric cost, you know, sorry about that. Um, that's right. The electric cost, uh, you know, that's one of the biggest operating expenses for any crypto mine home miner or, or large mining facility. So that's how I dealt with that originally year one. Then what happened is year two comes up and these are all like 12 month contracts that you work with these companies. So, um, year two comes up and WGL is like, we can't renew with you, which I get it. (laughs) Like, I mean, um, and now I wasn't even into ASICs yet. So we were still, you know, and we were on algorithms like Ethereum that were, that are pretty efficient. So, you know, we weren't going crazy quite yet. Year two mm-hmm. comes up and it's like, well, okay, I'm, I'm approaching that, 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 that contract deadline. And I'm like, what do I do? I got all this equipment, you know, and at that time I hadn't gone into a shed quite yet. And, uh, I went ahead and swapped to a different company. Uh, I found another one out there. They were still out there, still looking good. Um, and that was, uh, with, uh, a company that I looked at, which was a company named Santana. Um, and same, same exact setup. They don't look, they didn't look at wow. any of my history and they were like 39 bucks a month. And I'm like, oh dude, God. I am riding this wave as long <laughs> as I can. So I was on them for two weeks and I literally got a call. I remember it was like eight o'clock at night, got a call from someone at that company. And they were like, listen, we got to kick you off this plan. And there was no like, oh. there was, yeah, they were like, you're using way too much electric for it. And I probably could have fought it if I wanted to, because of the fact of like, that's you not probably my, signed like, a contract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you had committed to this, um, you know, um, you know, I even, they do like the whole phone recording. So like go through all the legality stuff. And I even asked on that phone call, I was like, it doesn't matter how much I use, how little I use the set rate, but I, I wasn't going to get into it. I was like, I don't have time to mess mm-hmm. with it. I was like, I need to get my, keep my mining stuff up and running. Um, so then I moved to a company named Inspire. Uh, and that's actually worked really well. And I've had to play the game. So I was with Inspire um, for a full year there. And that one was about $129. But that was still, still insane. Yeah. Um, and when that ended up coming up, um, they came back to me. And by that time, I started to like get my shit up and running. So now going on to another anniversary date there. And they wanted something crazy like $1,800. Because they were like, uh-huh. we're not dumb. <laughs> Like this, and and the whole time at that point, I decided to start to look into like, do I add another meter? Do I, um, I reached out and started to talk with them about commercial rates and stuff like that. But the commercial rates didn't make sense. It really didn't make sense. They, you get double charged with a commercial rate on not only Mm. the kilowatt, but also your kilowatt hours. And it wasn't, it wasn't low enough to compete with what I was doing. Like traditionally for traditional miners, um, you know, your enterprise and commercial miners, it would have been, but if I could shop it, like I continued doing, I would have been okay. So I went to another company. They kicked me off within a few weeks as well. And, but the weird thing was I went back to inspire again and they just looked at me as a new customer, which was oh amazing. God. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> ah, what? So I played the game over the years. Yeah. I unfortunately have to play the game. And is it, um, honest and truthful it is i mean i'm using a service the difference is inspire ends up looking at your they've learned all these companies have learned they don't even advertise i I think uh 
you, you probably taught many <laughs> lessons. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so they've learned. They don't even advertise these on their sites anymore. You actually have to call and ask about them. So if you're interested, look into it. It's called subscription plan. Don't even call it an unlimited plan. The subscription plan. Um, and uh, they, I ended up negotiating with them a little bit. Um, they looked at my 12 month history, knew I used a lot of electric. They came at me at like 580 some dollars on that left side. And I got them down to like $444. They were willing to chat through it. Um, and, uh, so that's where I'm currently at now at my uh, location here. So all said and done, you have $444 on the left side and the right side is about four and a half cents. So I average per month about $1,300 in an electric bill for about 25,000 to almost 30,000 Watts is what I'm running here. It's about 150 amps is what I'm using. I was going to say it's almost, almost 200 amp. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My house is 200 amps. I get my house 50 and I use 150 for mining. Uh, And then I played the same strategy with building another shed. That's what I'm going to be launching here in two weeks at my electrician's house. Because you think of it, everything's based off of your usage and your history. My electrician's Mm -hmm. a single guy. He's never home because he's an electrician. Um, And uh, so I worked with him to work with the power company and they gave him a price of $99 a month. And I'm going to load that up with all ASICs. <laughs> yeah. So literally, I signed the contract with them. With, or he signed the contract with them. Um, we got it all set up. And uh, we'll be launching that in two weeks at his house. He's going he's gonna to start using some ASICs too. I'm going to move my ASICs over there and expand here with GPUs. My yep. electric rate, by the way, I didn't mention there. But because of this, if you just take what the amount of uh, uh, watts I use and you divide it by the price of your bill, Mine comes out to about seven cents uh, is where I'm at now, which is still unheard of as a home miner. It's still really good. Yeah. yeah and um, the more you use, if you do the math, the cheaper your electric rate is because of that locked in variable. So for over there with him, we calculated out if we have the if we max everything out, still keep with the 80 percent rule for safety. Um, we will be at four cents, four cents for wow. 12 months at you know is what it'll give us wow so yeah that uh what a what a journey that's uh <laughs> i mean the just the 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 perseverance to get through that yeah. and so i you know i listened to i listened to all this and it's like you know the first thing that that stands out is like man you just you persevered and you yep. you got super creative out of necessity because you saw your power bill and it was like, I can get better than that. And then, you know, working through some of these loopholes um, and then continuing to find, you know, the, the new loophole. What the second thing that comes to mind is like, Holy shit, they need something. Yes. Or like a rate structure for like the, the hobbyist miner. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been a big proponent for that. I was actually talking with Dennis Porter about this at Mining Disrupt, who is big on being down in Washington and updating people. Um, He's with the Satoshi Action Fund. And I chatted about this with him because he's more an advocate. Like his advocacy is on Bitcoin and crypto mining, uh, but it really applies to more larger level, especially um, with the power companies and stabilizing the grid. But the downside is, is like you may have thousands and thousands and thousands of these home crypto miners that are out there 
uh, just like I am. And that, and I've heard it on my channel. You hear it as a YouTuber and I am fully transparent. I tell everyone about this. I have videos on exactly what I did. I show my power bills for examples. Um, there's nothing out there. There, there's no, there's no plans out there. And so what I hear is I hear these people from all over the U S or the world too, that are like, my electric rates, 18 cents, 25 cents, 30 cents. And it's like, you're just priced out of participating in crypto mining because of that. And there's no reason for it. It's been price gouged over the last several years to the point where it's just, and that's why I don't feel guilty about it because it's like, it's ridiculous. Some of these rate hikes that we've seen on, on this. And so I've always been a huge proponent of, and, and, and I'm eager to see where the future goes. I'm hoping it goes in that direction where there's some type of board or group or cooperative available to represent crypto miners so that you can join something like that and you're represented at a larger level. So like me, I'm just, uh, you know, working at this as a single individual home miner. I have no representation when it comes down to my local power company. But if I had a hundred other people in Pennsylvania talking to them about, all right, I have this much electric, who knows what ungodly amount of electric that would be for necessity. What can they do for us, um, you know, mm-hmm. for that electric rate? And and that's really what needs to be out there and available to us. But I think we're quite premature on that. We're slowly breaking the ice and breaking the barriers down when it comes down to legislation and, and awareness, um, just as a crypto community, on understanding the value of crypto mining on a power grid. Texas was a great example with that the other year with with the storms that occurred where if the yep. power grid was beefed up supporting miners and in an emergency, you know, miners needed to power down to support the grid for uh, businesses and homes when a emergency occurs, guess what? It's, it's, it's great and it's there. And you give, a, you give you know, some uh, financial initiative to those companies, they're all for doing it. And I think the challenge is, is people don't look at that. Um, and so you instantly think crypto mining it uses too much electric and it's stealing this electric away and we don't want it. And it's complete opposite. And now a quick word from our sponsor. This show is powered by Giga Energy. Giga Energy is a vertically integrated Bitcoin mining company that manufactures all of the electrical infrastructure needed to start mining Bitcoin. Whether that's medium voltage switchgear, PDUs, or power cables for your miners, the team at Giga Energy has you covered. Reach out to their sales team today for all of your electrical infrastructure needs at sales at gigaenergy.com. Use the word hash rate for the subject of the email and you'll get 5% off your order. All right, now back to the show. Yeah, it, uh, boy, there's a lot, there's a lot there that I personally am, am very excited about and interested in. And, you know, so I, I had a discussion with ERCOT. Oh, yeah. And, and we were, we were able to record an episode with ERCOT. And what was, what was interesting is they actually expressed more concern than interest. Mm. And what was interesting about it is their concern that they were expressing is like, well, you know, yes, flexible loads. That's great. They're like, but look, our job is to balance this out. Sure. And they're, cause their pricing signals are so different than like, I'm up in Minnesota. Yeah. Like I, you know, I don't I don't have the ability to bid into the the real time spot market for power. And, yeah, but they do down there. So it was interesting to hear them. But then juxtaposed to that, I got to to talk to Tim Eccles, the vice chair of the Georgia Public Utilities Commission ah. or 
rather it's the public service commission. It's the PSC there. Okay. And he's like, look, we, we need all the load we can get. We're, you know, they just, they yeah. just activated Vogel three, their new nuke plant. Like he's like, we're all in on this. They baby. learned, they learned from Texas very quickly. <laughs> it sounds like, like, yeah. and that, that was Texas. I mean, it is a great, it's a learning opportunity. And I think that's something, unfortunately, in the U.S., our infrastructure is so outdated that, like, you know, you go ahead and you put all this load on and, and some of their first reactions are like, oh, I don't know if we can support that. Great example is a development's getting built nearby. You're going to see them build out substations in order to support that, in order to support all the additional electric. And so the challenge is, is like some of that comes into question as well, is as more and more crypto miners pop up. And I think the next bull run, you're going to see even more home crypto miners because it's not just a, a brand new thing. We're now on 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 the on the second opportunity for that. So yeah, it's definitely a challenge. I mean, I'm um, between you and I am I'm concerned about my next anniversary. So my next anniversary with my electric rate, you know, I'm at $444 a month just on my left side now. Every year yeah. they look at my 12 month history. So uh, that is in January is when that will be up. So as I approach and get closer, my goal is to actually reach out. Um, PPL, as I said, is that distribution side and say, listen, I've been going with all these other suppliers because you guys, you can't compete, you know, um, yep. what, what opportunities do you have? Here's two and a half years of power usage and you've seen it growing. I continue to want it to grow. Um, you know, what can you guys do for me in order to make this reasonable for me to stay with you? Uh, because coming to me and saying, Hey, I'll give you 12 cents. is like, that's insane. Um, when I'm already going to have to pay additional four and a half cents on top of it. So now I'm at 16 and a half cents. It's like, nope, I'm good. Like that's not going to work. So unfortunately yeah. that's a challenge I look at. And that's why I even mentioned about a uh, cooperative. So in Pennsylvania, there's actually yeah, yeah. power cooperatives that are out there. I started to look into, uh, I'm in central Pennsylvania. There's one located in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and it's one I'm going to start to look into to find out. And traditionally they're businesses that are part of these power cooperatives that are pretty much doing what I'm doing, but from a business level. Um, you know, if you're big warehouses with a bunch of machinery running, you're using a ton of electric. And mm -hmm. yes, you can expense that electric. I get it. But at the end of the day, it's still a very big operating cost. And so uh, I want to find out, you know, and, and I'm approaching all this, you know, I have a, a business and LLC set up around everything I do is it approach that and say, hey, can I get in on that? Because you know, I'm not just not using a little bit of electric. I'm using more electric than even most some small businesses in the area use. And yep. with opening another location, another shed, I'm now going to double that. So my goal is like, hey, can I get in on that? Um, and what opportunities do I have and what avenues can I go? So uh, a cooperative may be the next avenue I have to go. And I know I've talked with uh, Carter Bitsby Tripp, and he's mentioned this as well as some of the avenues that he's had to go for, for some of his operations in order to go with cooperatives. And that's the representation we need at the end of the day. Absolutely. I, uh, the, the co-ops, we, we have a lot of co-ops up in, in Minnesota. We have co-ops and municipal power companies. Um, I, I still need to just kind of better understand like the business models on those, to be honest, because yeah. it's like, yeah, I, I just I need to go a little deeper on on how they operate, but maybe 
could you walk me through like what the engagement has like have you started engaging with the not the cooperative? yet not yet it's okay. on my plan uh, as we get a little bit closer i'm gonna have to be uh more engaged and my i want to get the second shed launched that's where all my attention has yeah. been i've been over there every day it's, it's an old people interest it's 12 by 12 vinyl shed that i've completely renovated uh into being a painted uh plywood setup shed and just it, it takes all my time in the afternoons i'm just there working on it and uh that is where my attention is get that launch get that filled and then um, that's going to be my next project pretty much is like okay how, how do i do this what is my approach to it because that's if you're a home miner you know you need to be putting just as much attention on your expenses like that i mean that could make or break it where you don't you do yeah. or don't mine uh because of that and especially right now where you're you know in a bear market recording this in august where your bear market is so your profitability is so low it's not like the bull run where everything's profitable. You can plug in anything. Uh, I mean, it's significantly lower. So uh, I'm uh, I am operating as a home miner. Uh, I'm not I'm not liquidating any of my crypto. That's kind of a, a long term investment plan I have. So I'm fronting those electric bills. So it's like okay, mm -hmm. I don't just have that income coming in from somewhere. So doing that, I need to put that attention on that electric bill uh, because. You know, you might have to shut down for a time period until you can get that figured out, uh, unfortunately, which is not what you want to do. Yeah, you actually you mentioned one of the things that that I really like about like the home mining setup yeah. or, or, you know, a very small scale operation mm -hmm. is. And this is exactly what I do and did where I went in with a deep enough reserve Smart. to not have to liquidate any Bitcoin. Yeah for 18 months initially and then i re-upped that that's awesome you know, so i did i did liquidate a little bit yeah but it was it was enough to get through another you know period of time so and i don't know i guess you know the big companies probably don't divulge like their actual treasury management strategy Correct. that's what I, what I like about like the home miner yep. is you see like that's a theme correct is people usually just front the power bill or yep. Yeah. So yeah, it was easier I, to front that power bill when it was like two or 300 bucks a month. But now when you're into like $1,300 a month, it's like, <laughs> wait, what? But then when you're like, yeah, but I, I, I'm using almost, you know, almost 30,000 watts. It's like, holy cow. And when you talk with people, it's like, that's like electric for like 15 homes. It's like, yeah, I know. Like, and, and so uh -huh. I think that's where you really have to get into it. And, and everybody that I've talked to has always been like, go commercial, go commercial. Commercial is not your saving grace when you have price gouging occurring within the industry uh, since we've kind of gone into this recession. It is, it's it's definitely a challenge. We've seen boatloads of mining farms shut down. Um, and a lot of them, as you had said, had leveraged the price of Bitcoin based off of that, you know, 70,000 mark. And they would, you know, they'd sell one, two, three, whatever in order to get by to cover costs for operating electric and still be fruitful. Now I know some smaller farms that are liquidating like a Bitcoin and a half every month just to cover electric. And then they're coming out on top with a little bit, maybe another coin or a coin and a half after that with these smaller farms. Um, and yeah. that's just getting them by. And they've still shopped electric very heavily and and worked locally. So, um, yeah, I mean, in a utopian world, uh, we would have these plans, these cooperatives that you could join uh, as a home crypto miner. Uh, yeah. That would give you and allot you and reward you uh, for being a miner, and and I think like you could scale that. You could scale that in a utopian world. Hey, I'm a crypto miner, and I come to the power company and say I will be crypto mining. You don't do that now, but you say I will be crypto mining, 
please put me on your crypto mining plan. I'm going to be using X amount of electric. They could give me this awesome rate. But then when an emergency occurs, I'm under contract to power my rigs down so that that electric is available for the rest of the grid and give me some initiative, give me some give me lucrative, you know, make it lucrative for me. Hey, you're going to have to shut down for two weeks to help us support the grid after this disaster. No problem. And they, they compensate you. They compensate you in some way. Uh, but you've also been compensated for having that lower electric rate too. And then it's like, great, everybody and their brother is going to be like, I'm a crypto miner versus now it's like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not telling them I'm a crypto miner. I'm not going to advertise that because an electric company hears that and it's instantly the stigma of, oh, uh, we don't want to do business with that person. And it's like, but yeah. you don't understand, like it's a value to you. Could we, could we maybe play that out a little bit? I'd be curious. So Do it. Go for it. Yeah, no, because I, I mean, and and this is a little bit selfish. I'm actually getting lunch next week with the the Minnesota Public Utility Commission. Ooh, there we go. Um, so I'm like, I'm kind of already my wheels are already spinning on this because yeah. it's you're right, it's it's needed. All right, so y- you get a like a home miner or mm-hmm. crypto miner program set up with the utility company. Does it look like kind of your standard curtailment program where it's like you just said where they have the ability to turn you out, you know, so let's, mm. let's even go deep on it. You're using Foreman software. You yep. give the power company access to the API, which now you're in, asking too much. Come on now. We're crypto miners. <laughs> we're not going to give people access to our stuff. I think it, I think it would more look along the lines of like, okay, you approach a crypto, uh, a, just like you have commercial residential industrial rates, you have a crypto mining rate. Um, and granted you'd probably swing it differently, like a high usage rate, you know, you want to give it the crypto mining name, but um, you would approach them and say, hey, I'm interested in using this. I'm a home miner. So let's just approach it from the home miner perspective. Um, I, I'd like to elect to be into that. Great. What is your estimated amount of electricity that you plan to use per month? Um, it's going to be... Because we can calculate that pretty quickly. Oh, easily. Easily. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as yeah. home miners, you know what you're using. Um, yeah. And uh, the electric company can come back and say, okay, great. So for two months we're going to give you this rate to kind of prove your 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 usage, right? So they give you a rate, let's say it's 10 cents. Even that is competitive to a degree, not great, but let's say they it's 10 cents. Okay, great, and that's 10 cents across the board. That's not like, it's just 10 cents, all said and done. Then after two months, they go, okay, you've proven yourself. You do have that. A lot of times they call that a load letter when you're looking at some of these higher, um, uh, larger farm mm-hmm. setups. And then they come in and say, great, we'll drop you to seven cents because you've proven yourself that great. And, you know, let's go ahead and they do a 12 month contract. So you're locked in for 12 months for seven cents. Awesome. Okay. At the end of that year, you can reapproach them because now let's say you're, you're a miner. So traditionally you're expanding. Now you have more electric, so you can approach them after a year, but on the return side of that contract that you sign, you are electing to support the grid. So maybe this is more of a, you call this like the support the grid plan. You're supporting the grid with your usage that you're using. They know it. They can plan for it because they, we've gone through this trial period, our plan for growth, but you elect to go, okay, I'm willing to power down in the situation where an emergency occurs. And that more is instead of giving them that control, uh, it is very much a, they reach out to you and say, hey, we're in a state of emergency per our agreement. We need you to power down for X amount of time. And, you know, Could I, I go for it. Maybe jump in right yeah, at that yeah. particular point. Please. And and say, so maybe 
you know, instead of giving access to like yep. Foreman software to shut you down, would it just be making a penalty so egregious yep, for not I would, powering 100%. down that? And I ask that because the power companies do kind of immediately go, well, okay, the incentives in crypto and Bitcoin mining are such that, you know, if Bitcoin rips to a hundred thousand and we have an adverse weather event, yep. why would they turn off? Yeah, that's true. Yep. So you're going to need like a pretty, pretty hefty penalty. Yeah, you'd have you to have a fee in there or... and maybe you'd, you'd, uh, you'd terminate your contract. So now all of a sudden, like oh, you got, you got oh, to think yeah. of it from an operating yeah. side. Like that's huge if you're planning. You lose your contract. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that would be a huge value. And even if it's like, hey, we need to, um, you know, power off for two weeks and then even some compensation in there where then it's like the next following month will drop your rate 50%. So that it's like, wow, this is really lucrative for me. I'm okay with shutting off. I can tell customers if you're a hosting company, hey, we're going to shut off, but our electric rate will be 50% less next month. So like, I think you just have to work together to make it work for both parties. And I think that's the big one there. Good communication. Everything is clear in writing. It's it's valuable to both of us. And I think it would yeah. go a long way because, you know, these power companies at the end of the day, you know, I think once they see the value in stabilizing that grid, in having that consistent power. It's not like I'm a house that uses a boatload of electric for three days and then it's gone the rest of the month. That's huge fluctuations. This is a, traditionally your mining, your power does not fluctuate. You're you're pretty steady across the board. Yeah, oh man, we we could riff on this for a long time. Cause <laughs> yep. now I'm, I'm even, I'm even spinning more is like, ooh, you could, you could set up like a tier. So like you could take, yeah you know, a, a grid system and say, okay, you've got institutional level mine, mm -hmm. hundred megawatt facility. Yep. That's like the, the Mac daddy, mm -hmm. you know, if they really need big power, they can tap that. And then you've got medium scale, they can tap that. And then you've got this home miner, hobbyist miner, yep. like rate case where it's like, okay, you know, in Minnesota today, it's 95 with a heat index of 110. Ooh. It's kind of, kind of, kind of spicy yep. here in Minnesota. All right, let's, let's add, you know, let's tap the, the home miner to turn off. Cause we're yeah, cause you could tier power. it based off your yeah. needs. So you could start with your home miners and then make your way up to those big boys and work up as yeah. you need it. I mean, I think I've looked yeah. a lot into variable rates and I actually know a few people, uh, other content creators and stuff in the scene. One uh, gentleman's name is Max Voltage. He literally has an app on his phone connected with the power company with their variable rate. And it's changing per hour to the point where like one hour, it's like close to nothing and he's got everything on. And the next yeah. hour, it's like 25, 30 cents. And he's like, nope, everything's off. That's insane. Like that yeah. the electric yeah. rates float like that. And like where, you know, and playing that game, you talk about my game. I play with the power company on rate shopping. Imagine rigs are up and down all day long. Like, holy cow, like that is not yeah. do well for you at all. And so, but it's a shame you have to play that game. That's the, yeah. that's the, that's the real point of it all. I, yeah, I completely agree. I think we can get to a point in the near future where we're all playing together to smooth out that, that power cost to, to everybody. And mm -hmm. that's just a happier world that we're going to be in. So I, I do want to keep a tab on the time. Um, just man, we to, could talk forever sure. here, man. <laughs> I know, like I said, we, we could, we could riff on it for, for a long time. Um, I wanted to also touch on, so you, you said it at the very top of the show, Sure, content was kind of the, the mm -hmm. number one. 
maybe talk to me about your YouTube channel a little bit. And this would be a good point also to, you know, what is your YouTube channel sure. and and maybe kind of just walk through how that's been going and, and, you know, what maybe tease out some fun things you're working yeah. on. For the show. So you can find all my content, everything about me on my social media, my YouTube, uh, you can schedule meetings with me. Uh, I do consulting as well. Uh, I've kind of grown pretty significantly since like a home crypto miner that doesn't know what I'm doing uh, over at the hobbyistminer.io. Um, everything's over there. It's actually a full site built on the Flux blockchain. So it's completely decentralized. Like I am oh. fully immersed in crypto uh, with that. But um, yeah, so my YouTube channel, uh, social media uh, has grown significantly. Um, we're almost at 70,000 subscribers on YouTube, about 9 million views over the last two and a half years. So we've definitely taken off. Um, and uh, yeah, my channel is, is really changed. You know, we went from home GPU mining rigs to, you know, now we got ASIC content over there, shed builds. I, I document my entire shed builds, everything I'm doing, why I'm doing it, very educational stuff. Like here's why I'm doing the intake this way and why and testing and stuff like that. Um, but that's grown into mining events I've, I've been to like mining disrupt here. Um, I've done some mining farm tours. I've partnered with some mining farms that are offering hosting. So I'll go out to them and do a whole tour and uh, yeah. provide that to you guys. Um, this actually Friday, I fly out uh, to a, a mining farm in uh, South Dakota that's also building out a mining software, a mining OS and a mining software. Um, so where in a, South Dakota? Uh, Sussex Falls. That's the name of the uh, Sioux, is where Sioux it is? Falls. Sioux Falls, yeah. See, I've, I've, I've never, no, I've never it's even, a, it, I know, never even been there. Um, <laughs> so I literally fly out Friday for there, um, and I'm going to document that, do a whole mining farm tour. I'm going to be down in Fort Lauderdale next month at uh, Cypherpunk. It's a flux event uh, that they're hosting. The month after that, I'll be in Texas at a container farm. So like all of that is all on my channel, um, and so yeah, my channel has significantly changed from the little stuff to now it's like home crypto mining, but then, oh, we're at a massive facility chatting with the owners there. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, a great journey. And uh, I document it all on YouTube and I post way too much on Twitter uh, as well. So you can check out all of that over there. Oh, that's awesome. I, uh, yeah, S Sioux Falls is, uh, it's, oh, that'll be cool. I can't mm -hmm. even think of who that might be. So mm -hmm. that, that I'll uh, I'll bug you for it all. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. I, we we won't we won't spoil it by by you know, because that'll be that'll be awesome to see see that video. I, yeah. I love that you're you're starting to now get in because you know the the path that you've laid out for for your audience is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like starting, okay, now you've got a handle on this. Let's grow it at the home. Now, okay, we outgrew the home. Let's put it in the shed and. Yeah. And now it's start to look at like these bigger, bigger operations to, you know, really show people a look that yeah. most people don't get. There's not a lot of videos of these large facilities and the ones you see are so polished up. Like you go watch. Oh, the yeah. Riot. Like, <laughs> you know, it's so pol it's such a polished production oh, yeah. in the sense yeah. that like. They're going to show you only what you want to and see. And this isn't a traditional mining farm where you make do. I mean, I will say a lot of the things like I'm all about learning. And so like I share all my journey, everything I've learned, all my mistakes are on my channel as well. Like I'm the first one to admit those. But what has been nice about a lot of the mining farms I've started visiting over the last year is that I get ideas from that. And that's where the shed came in. It was like these mining farms are just full intake walls and exhaust walls and they're just building yeah. wind tunnels. It's like 
I could do that with a shed for a cheaper price. Um, and that's actually a lot of what came out of COVID was the mining shed idea because it was like, man, I can do this for significantly cheaper. And, and that's kind of where I went with that. So taking the ideas these big guys are doing, uh, I'm even starting, I'm even going to be start dabbling into some home immersion kits. I've been to a few immersion farms and I'm like, I like it. So I have an immersion kit oh uh, from the team at Fog Hashing, and I'm going to be building <laughs> that out and starting to look at that. So it's like, it's not just one little thing on my channel and my content. I am all over the place um, when it comes down to the different levels. Is it going to go full time for you? Do you think? Uh, maybe someday. Um, the mining is, the, you know, the mining and the content go hand in hand, which has been good. Uh, I still work a full time career within the tech space uh, at an e commerce company. The challenge for me is like, as everybody knows, you know, uh, crypto is so volatile, and with us being in the bear market now, it doesn't just affect the price of crypto. Like ninety, most content creators can speak to this in the space. Ninety percent of our viewership is we're down ninety percent. Because no one, you know, the growth right now is not there versus coming into the market during the bull run. So that's a really hard one to kind of uh, take that gamble on, on, hey, you know, because previously I could do content creation and that would cover all my operating expenses, my income for the month. Um, that's not the case anymore. The yeah. content doesn't cover that. And I don't want to be liquidating an investment like crypto just to cover it so it's like it's a gamble but maybe someday we'll have to see uh how the next uh, bull run goes and and if that runs for a few years yeah i i had to ask because i i, I really do love the the journey you take mm -hmm. your audience on and the content that you create so uh this has been an absolutely phenomenal conversation and yeah i mean we'll probably have to do a follow-up because mm -hmm. uh I think there's still quite a bit, you know, we, we could keep riffing on 100%. how to structure a rate type stuff. And uh, would, you know, if you ever get out into the Midwest again, maybe I'll even bug you for, you know, to to be a shadow on some of these trips for you. Um, oh, yeah. Or maybe, you know what we'll do? We'll get you down to Houston. We'll get you out to a Giga Energy facility. Sounds perfect. We'll we'll let you crawl around a flare gas site. That'd be awesome. Um, that, flare gas. Yeah, I mean, we sweet. could talk about that and just like alternative energy, like especially even as a home miner, uh, extensively. An hour is not enough time here. I'm telling you, Ben, it's not enough time know, to talk with I me. Know. <laughs> <laughs> this has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, please give one last handoff. I know you you touched on your socials and, yep. and where to find you, but. If you have any other handoff or, or way that you want the audience to be able to get in touch with you, please. Yeah, absolutely. As I said before, the hobbyistminer.io, I recently launched that uh, just about two months ago. I wanted one location to promote and for people to find everything. My email's over there, Telegram's there, Discord community. We have 10,000 people in our Discord community just chatting about mining all day long. Um, all my content can be viewed over there. So go over and check it out. It's a pretty cool site, thehobbyistminer.io. Awesome. Thank you so much for this. Lots of, uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of fun conversations in the future too. So I appreciate this a ton and you take care. Thank you.